Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Your child is learning how to read and they are really super solid with those CVC words. For example, cap. They can look at this word, they can say k, a, p, cap. And you're like, yes, they can read. What do I do next? Let me help you and tell you what I think you should be working on next after your child is in this stage where they can read these CBC words like cap. In case you don't know me, my name is Erin. I'm from littlesoflearning.com. I'm a former classroom teacher. I'm also a sub and a tutor, and I spend my time helping little ones learn how to read and also helping parents and teachers help little ones learn how to read. I want you to know the best practices based on the science of reading so that you can set your child up for success with reading from day one. I don't ever want them to struggle with reading. I want you to know how to help them and how to teach them correctly, the right way from the beginning so that they can flourish when they are in kindergarten, first grade and beyond. So today's video is all about what to do after our little ones have mastered this CVC word like cap. Now, a lot of parents will say, okay, my child can read cap, this is great. I am gonna start introducing some more sounds to them so they know their short vowels. Let's start with something super fun like magic E. Now, if you don't know, magic E is when we have the letter E at the end of a word. It's silent, it's not making any sound, but it's jumping over here to the vowel and it's telling the vowel, say your name, say your name. So we had cap and that becomes cape. This is pretty common to see when parents and teachers get really excited that kids can do CBC words. So they're like, yes, let's go to the next big phonics scale, which is magic E so they can start reading these long vowel words. But I am here to caution you against that. I do not think that is the next step for your child if they can read the word cap. And let me tell you why. When they are reading the word cap, they are focusing on short vowel A. That is the first sound that we taught them of the letter A. A represents A. Yes, it is true that A also represents A. That is true, but we don't wanna get there yet. We have so many skills to teach our child before we get to the confusing fact that A can also represent the long vowel A sound like in magic E words. Here's why. Once I get a child knowing that this is cap, if I start introducing magic E and they start needing to know that sometimes this is gonna say A and sometimes it's going to say A, all of a sudden, any word they read, they're flexing the vowel. And every time they see this word, they're like, cape, cap, cape, 
cap. They can't remember which one it is because they haven't internalized the rule of magic E because they're probably not quite ready for that. That's pretty complex. We want to stick with the short vowels for a little bit longer. If they can read a three-letter word with the short vowels, this is what I want you to do. I want you to start introducing some blends or what we call consonant clusters to the word. So cap, we can make it more difficult by adding another consonant to it and it becomes clap. I'm not changing the vowel. The vowel is staying a short vowel A, but I am introducing more complexity because now it is four sounds. K, U, A, P, clap. And I guarantee when your child first looks at a four letter word or a four sound word, they're gonna think, oh, I don't know how to read that one. They can do it. They just need to do their sounds. Let's say they can do four sounds. You can add a little bit more complexity. Why don't you try adding at the end, collapse. Look at how big this word is. If your child could read this word, think about how confident they would feel and how proud they would feel that they could read a big word like collapse. This absolutely increases the complexity and the difficulty without changing the vowel. We're still working on short vowel A, A. So if they can't read a word like this, go back to tapping out the sounds and doing it orally with mystery words. So if they can do k, a, p, cap, then work on those four sounds, k, u, a, p, clap, and then work on the big one, the five sounds, k, u, a, p, s, claps. You can increase the complexity by increasing the number of sounds without changing the vowel. So let's do another example together so that you know what I mean. So let's say you had this word on your board for your child and they could read this one pretty easily. Fog. You can increase the complexity without changing the vowel and making it long. How about you try a word like this? Frog. Now we have a blend in the beginning, a consonant cluster, frog, frog. And again, we can add to the end. And now we have frogs. And this is a great opportunity, if you haven't yet, to remind your child that S can spell the S sound or the Z sound at the end of a word. And if you're not sure when it's gonna spell S or Z, here's a trick for you. If the sound before the S at the end of the word has our voice box on, like g, g has our voice box on, then the S is going to represent the Z sound because it also has our voice box on. Frogs, g, and this is Z. Both of those are voice box ons. But let's say, for example, the letter before the S had our voice box off, then it's going to represent the S sound. That was in the last word that I gave you. We'll go back to that one just for a minute. We had claps, and that's because the letter before the S, p, p, it doesn't turn our voice box on. So this letter S, s makes the s sound. It doesn't turn our voice box on. So think about how complex that is to teach our little ones. And I haven't even changed the vowel. I'm sticking with short vowel. I don't wanna to change to a long vowel just yet. Okay, we'll do one more. 
let's say we did the word, and you don't always have to do actual words. You can do nonsense words. Let's say we did the word lum. They should be able to read this word even though it's not a real word because they know their sounds. So that might be super easy for them. So you can change it to plum or you could change it to lump or you could change it to slump. Look at that, you have a blend in the beginning and a blend at the end and you could add another letter at the end. Look at this one, slumps. They should be able to read this word. I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's so many letters and so many sounds. How can they do that? This is what we want to step them up to. We do not need to change the vowel. We're still doing short vowel and all of these letters are representing the sounds that they already know. S, l, a, m, p, s, slumps. But it's so much more complex because we're adding more sounds in there. So if they can't do this by reading the word, again, start with tapping out those bigger, longer words. Make sure that they can orally blend them and then you can start introducing the letters. So I just gave you so many ideas of how to make that reading more complex and more difficult for your child who has mastered their CBC words without changing the vowel. So that's my recommendation to you. Don't jump right into magic E. Don't try to change the vowel too quickly. I know I've been guilty of this in the past where I will take students a little too quickly to magic E, especially when you're in kindergarten. I feel like kindergarten teachers think that they need to get to magic E. I wouldn't. I would stick with short vowel for as long as you can. Get them reading and spelling these long words. Do you imagine if you had a kindergartner spelling this word at the end of the year? That would be incredible. So stick with the short vowels, add more complexity with your blends, and if they've mastered this, then it's gonna be time to move on. And yes, of course, we're going to get to changing the vowels soon, and we are going to go into those long vowels. Magic E is usually the first time we introduce the long vowels to our students and to our kids at home, but don't have to rush. Stick with the short vowels as long as you can. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!